this transitional period. And you are out there changing so many lives. And I, I really wanted to talk about how you're changing it and also talk about Saffron Trust. Mm. Wow. Well, thank you for that, for, uh, you know, the segue into that and how we're changing lives and about Saffron Trust Women's Foundation. But it is it is the foundation and it is the mm-hmm. the community and the people in the community that really support the mission of Saffron Trust that really allows change to take place. So I want to thank all the, the folks who support and believe in the vision of Saffron Trust Women's Foundation which is really allowing us to make changes in uh, Central Texas. And so Saffron Trust Women's Foundation is an organization that looks to reduce socioeconomic disparities because what we try to do is we try to change the negative health impact on women in the community. And Mm -hmm. uh, we do that by utilizing two platforms. Uh, One platform is what we call Trend Setting the Table, and that's a uh, program that we put together where we partner with restaurants in the community. We go in and we see what their corporate social responsibility is to the community, and they normally partner with us, and we're able to bring in a team of people so we can have a educational seminar where we support women and mothers, and that starts our wraparound services um, to support families because after we talk about nutritional meals and how you can eat in a better way and how you can remain healthy. There are many, many, many different things that happens in the family's lives where um, we start this wraparound service so we can move them into a direction of becoming mentally and um, mentally healthy and emotionally healthy. And then we, we partner with organizations in Central Texas that have the same mission in mind, and we partner with them because we don't really need to reinvent the wheel. And so we, we go throughout Austin, Texas, and, you know, we find organizations that are doing work, and we just partner with them And because it, there still needs to be more work done. There's never enough um, I don't know if most people uh, that are listening are aware that uh, Austin, Texas, has the highest maternal mortality, morbidity numbers in the country. So wow. uh, we're always looking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's a really, really um, uh, close to my heart. And we really want to look to change those numbers and those health outcomes um, when it comes to gestational diabetes and things that happen when women are carrying, um, you know, going, going through the nine-month trimester of carrying a child. And so those are some of the things we do here in Central Texas. And I think that is great because you really hear people, you know, educating you on food and diet and everything like that. You know, and it starts. I mean, I mean, we need that because all these problems that come along, you know, from diabetes and you know obesity mm-hmm. and all these things, we need that education. You know, because a lot of times, also, you know, it be that income. You know, we we're really quick to go and get a ninety nine cent hamburger, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, it's cheaper than eating something healthy. Yeah, that is so true. Right, right, right. And when we talk about um, when we talk about areas, you know, in most cities where they're doing gentrification and moving people out, and uh, there's a term that most people don't know about when we talk about um, 
food deserts and food swamps. And uh, food deserts are filled with these kind of places where you can just run to the store and get a hamburger or a Whataburger or McDonald's or, you know, your fast food restaurants. And normally um, in those kind of areas are what people gravitate towards because they can't get to the stores because that's where we talk about um, uh, food, food, uh, food. And so once we start to talk about this kind of stuff, um, at most of our tables where we are sitting at, where we have key leaders that are interested in making changes in the community. We talk about these kind of things because we need to educate people on why people are making, you know, poor, poor eating choices and what's really leading mm-hmm. to a lot of the negative health disparities. In my organization, I talk a lot about um, some of the sicknesses that are related to a term that's called the allostatic load. And, um, and that's, that's, that's the most health and economic disparities are due to the allostatic load, which is the contributing factors of the racial disparities and the mortality rates. And uh, Saffron Trust really looks to reduce those kind of stressors in a woman's life or in a, a we, we, we cater to moms, but we also cater mm-hmm. to women too who don't have children, but predominantly our larger numbers are, are usually with moms. And, and that comes because my background, I was a single mom. And so I know a lot of those stressors that uh, took place when I was raising my children. They're grown now and they're doing really well. But I remember when I, I grew up in the Bronx, New York, and I, I moved to Texas about five years ago. But I remember all the stresses that came along with raising my children while I was trying to go back to school and educate myself and trying to deal with my children's emotional status and um, things that were going on in their lives. And so, um, you know, all those stressors at one time contribute to a lot of the, you know, they had a lot of impact on the way I feel today. And so I uh, carry that over when I work with women today because it was such a a critical point in my life. And so now I try to pay it forward and make sure that I'm able to go in and collaborate and build partnerships and provide leadership on women issues and advocate for women and and bring women together so that we can, um, we can reduce socioeconomic disparities and change life outcomes for women. So yes, that's really important. Isn't it amazing how you have to go through something to get to something sometimes? You had to go through that, and you were able to learn, and now you can help somebody else. That is amazing because it's it's not easy all the time. But but I feel like also now whether people are, you know, not in the same, like have a lot of money, you know, like what I was mentioning before, but I feel yeah. like now people are understanding that health is important and that health is wealth. And so now they're like, I don't care if I don't have, like, this much money. I'm going to eat healthy. Yes, 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 yes. That's that's really important. Eating healthy is very important. And, and people are realizing that. I mean, even in, in your restaurants, the way that you have your chefs preparing food and really watching some of the ingredients that go in food to make sure. I think mm-hmm. you can even go into restaurants now, and if you're on a low-cal diet or if you're doing the keto diet, there are there are selections on the menu now that you can even select, whereas years ago we didn't have that. I mean, whatever the restaurant no. had, it was filled with, you know, lots of butter and all that kind of, you know, grease <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But now I you can go food. in and <laughs> – well, so do I. But uh, you could really have good-tasting food. And really be mm-hmm. and really be health conscious at the same time, and I think um, 
I believe, with Trendsetting the Table, which is one of the programs that we really um, start our wraparound services with families, and we, we bring in some of the key leaders when it comes to healthy eating, um, we really begin to um, lay the foundation for that kind of health outcome for women in the beginning. And so it really makes it easier on our journey with them because we hope to partner with them you know, for at least a year or two as we're doing these wraparound services so we can be involved in their whole life, not only at the dinner table, but also in child study team meetings, also in choices when you want to go back to school, job-related, you know, education Mm -hmm. and mental health issues as well. And so those are all the ingredients that really um, put together a whole sort of like life pie. It's It's not one thing. You can't go into a community and give one thing. It's a plethora yes. of, of, of different ingredients that, you know, you really want to drive into a family. And so that's the difference with Saffron Trust. We don't really just come in with one um, solution and say, you know, this is what we're going to give you for, you know, a governmental program. This is we're going to help you with your rent and possibly help you with your lights. And this is what we've done, and we've done a good job. But there's a whole donut hole of things that a family needs aside from governmental support that we're not really focusing on. And so I, uh, Saffron Trust Women's Foundation and that I've lived this journey before, I really know the critical, um, critical things that are, are needed in, in a family to really reduce some of these stressors, which contributes to that whole allostatic load. Um, an allostatic load is something, is a stressor that just, it's supposed to, it's, it's a fight or flight thing, so almost like when you're being chased by an animal or a bear, you know, you're just going to run because you're in fear of your life. But once it's all over, you come down. But in our communities, we're always, always at a 10. We're always keeping that allostatic load. It's like having the brakes on and never releasing it. And so Saffron Trust comes in, and we do different things to reduce those stressors. Um, one of the things we do that we partnered with some, a lot of people in Central Texas um, I love very much Central Texas. Once you tell uh, an organization kind of like what you need, they'll pretty much partner with you. And so one of the things that we've done, we partnered with the uh, the uh, the Austin Opera House and we partnered with the Austin Ballet Company. And they've been able to give us um, access to their performances because arts brings mm-hmm. in a whole different awareness to a family. It, it does. reduces stressors. It, right. It gives children creativity and their mothers creativity and vision and hope and so many other different things. And so Saffron joy. Trust, like I it said, brings well, I, joy I know, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I asked one of my friends um, at the opera house, you know, how could, you know, in Austin, Texas, you know, how many families, you know, how many families, African-American families or families that live in in some of the historical uh, communities, you know, that are low income take are, are able to take advantage of this. And so when we look at those numbers and when we look at the data, we could really see the disparities. And so when we look at disparities and numbers to things that are in our community, we need to question why. And when we question why, we could really dive and make a difference 
so that we can remove those disparities so that there's equality when it comes to these kind of things in the community. And mm-hmm. so I love the fact that last year, Saffron Trust Women's Foundation, I think we were able to participate in about six performances, which are online. You can find them on saffrontrust.org. We take a lot of pictures and we post a lot of the work that we do in the community. Yeah. But to yeah. see the smiles on the children and their moms and you know, just to be able to partake and visually see something like that just um, changes your, your, I think you, you come out with a different set of, you come out with a different set of lenses. You see the world differently and you have a desire to do something more. And so I, I really appreciate the organizations that partner with Saffron Trust Women's Foundation and hear about some of the work that we're doing. And um, it really makes a difference in the lives of family, Nikki. It does. And, you know, with all that's going on, I know you mentioned it's not just one part of the pie. Even with everything that's going on, you know, with the Black Lives Matter and, you know, movement and just, you know, being in this COVID situation, I know that also you have teamed up and working on a project as well in regards to the Black Lives Matter. So tell us a little bit about that, the movement. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's um, that's uh, when he can't breathe, I can't either. And this particular mm-hmm. movement was put together because we wanted to focus on the psychological impact of Black women experiencing racially related trauma and the oppression of our fathers, brothers, husbands, sons, uncles, and leaders. And this came about because once uh, the incident happened a couple of weeks ago with George Floyd and the emotions were high in the community, many women were reaching out to Saffron Trust and asking Saffron Trust, you know, what we can do to address this issue. And I really didn't know where to turn to um, because, like I said, dealing with women and moms and dealing with things in the community are a lot of things that I was focusing on. And I didn't really know how to address this. But as I talked to women one by one by one, and they were having different emotions based on this Um, event that had taken place throughout the country and people were visibly seeing it on television over and over and over, Um, the women's emotions were really high. My uh, daughter-in-law had said she put my grandson to bed and after she put him to bed, she fell on the floor and she cried an hour just sobbing. I had girlfriends that said that they were going to work and they had to pull over on the highway and they didn't know why they were crying. And so mm-hmm. on this particular Saturday night, I had gone to bed, but I had posted something on my Facebook page about Dr. Martin Luther King. And one of my girlfriends, who's white, had commented on it and, and said, Phyllis, oh, my God, this is so amazing. Could you give me a call so I can talk to my sons, so I can put their emotions in check? And I have to tell you, Nikki, when I read the posting, I gasped for breath and I couldn't breathe and I started crying uncontrollably. And I realized what had been taking place with the women who had been calling me because it was then happening to me. And I said, you know Mm -hmm. what, when our men can't breathe, we can't breathe either. No, we can't. And we can't can't breathe either. So, so we, um, so uh, I discussed this with the board and, we, we developed a movement, when he can't breathe, I can't breathe either. And so we had a series of uh, Facebook live streams, and we had some really powerful women, Joyce James, who's um, a consultant for groundwater analysis work, and she was on there. She talks about biases. She trains all over the world. And we had Angela Pye. She's the author of Black Mother Dying. And 
Charlotte Moore of CNN, and together we put together these series of conversations so that people can tune in and really hone in on what's going on in our communities and how it's affecting the African-American women. And so when he can't breathe, I can't breathe either. This movement is in direct response to the countless murders of the African-American men at the hands of law enforcement, and we're hoping through advocacy, mentorship, our goal is to be a voice for the women, to be a voice for mothers, for daughters, for sisters, and the wives mm-hmm. of, of the black women whose males have died prematurely and who um, are going through a lot of injustices. And so this has really taken off, and it's a movement now. There are You can go and purchase T-shirts. There are, there are hundreds and hundreds of T-shirts being purchased that say, when he can't breathe, I can't breathe either. And the conversation is being discussed globally. And so we hope to really move this movement in a big way. Uh, we can have a lot of conversation about it, and we could dive in a little bit deeper to the, um, to the racial-related trauma that um, we are experiencing as women. And so the he is individual to whoever the woman is. Um, for me, my he is my son. I have a son who's 42, and I have my grandsons who oh, are 20 really? and 21. Oh, yeah, yeah, 21. Oh, my and God, so I, I think about my it. son. Yeah. And so I think about my son every day that he's out there. You know, when he leaves to go home, if he's going to the store at 9 o'clock at night, you know, make oh sure you God. call me or when my grandsons are driving um, or they're out, you know, just at a local party or just going to the store. Mm-hmm. I can't breathe it. I can't breathe until that key is in the door. I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. My stress is at an all time high. And so those are those are stresses that affect that affect women. Those are stresses that affect our health outcomes. I, th- I think I was talking to someone, one of the doctors who works with me um, doing trend setting the table, and they were saying that, um, I believe when Philando Castile passed away and the murder of him, that maternal, uh, the, the, the women who were carrying children, their stress levels were at an all-time high because they were concerned that they didn't want to carry, you know, male children because of what was going on to mm-hmm. black men. And so mm. as quiet as it's kept, yeah, 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 man. So as quiet as it's kept, there are, you know, all these different things that we have to carry just from what's going on with our fathers and brothers and leaders, it's just overwhelming, absolutely overwhelming. And so we're hoping that the mission with uh, When He Can't Breathe, I Can't Breathe really picks up traction and the voices can be heard and we, we make the nation, the world aware and understand the health outcomes. Um, that are happening to, to, to our mothers, to our women who are carrying children from all these racially related traumas that are captured on TV. And so we're, we're seeing ones that are captured on the phone and people, you know, they've been going on all along. And so these stressors mm-hmm. have been locked behind our doors all along. These things that are happening in the workplace with our men all along. I mean, just the incident with the, the African, when the, when the white woman in Central Park for the black man who was bird watching recently, it just really uh, captured the nation's attention. And we talk about those things that are not captured on the phone that have been historically happening in our homes day in and day out. And it really gives visibility actually to a lot of um, to a lot of white people who really want to make a difference and don't understand historically the stressors um, that, that we live in fear with every day. And so I think mm-hmm. carrying around the phone and people visibly seeing that has been making a difference. And so it's the appropriate time to bring forth when he can't breathe, I can't either. It's the right climate um, 
for people to really see what's going on in the, in the, in the homes of the African-American families and the things that are stripping us and tearing us down on a daily basis. So thanks for asking about that, Nikki. Yeah. Yes. Now, what is it that you look for when connecting with others or, you know, in regards to your organization, what is it you're looking for from others? Well, um, the organizations that I partner with, I I don't really know what I'm looking for until I'm in the door. Mm -hmm. And so, for instance, when I partnered, yeah, when I partnered with the Austin Ballet, I didn't really know what I was looking for, but once I had lunch with the director, I'm like, this is what I need and this is what I want. And so I don't really know actually what I'm looking for probably until I walk in the door. <laughs> I mean, the basic, the, big, the basic things are support financially and making visibility to organizations so they know the kind of work that we're doing. But once I get in, it's a deeper dive. Um, recently, I partnered, um, I talked to a, a Dr. Ebony. Uh, she's the first black therapist who has a uh, black female therapy cards and I said I need to talk to you like right away and I didn't really know Mm -hmm. where we were going to go until I had the conversation but I know that having emotional keys that unlock African-American women is like a gold mine. It's like the pearls of wisdom that are deep within the ocean. And so I didn't know what I was going to talk to her about until we talked. And once I got off the phone with her, I'm like, these cards need to be in the household of every woman that I know, because I knew that I know that therapy um, is a is a door opener for a lot of healing, even if there's really, if you think there's no trauma, even if you think you had a perfect household and you grew up like the Huxtables, there's always something underneath. And asking those minute questions to bring them up and surface with other women to have a conversation is such a healing mechanism for women in our community. And I know uh, personally, because um, I'm a big proponent and an advocate for my daughters, uh, Micheline and Pacolia, that we always go through um, a deeper dive in our lives, that we always have life coaches, that we always have therapists, because there are people that are equipped to see things that we don't see. There are things that we know for certain that we know about ourselves. I know for certain that I'm not a heart surgeon. I know I don't know how to do heart surgery. And don't put me in a room Mm because I can't stand the sight of blood. (laughs) You know, I probably pass out. (laughs) But, But there are things, Nikki, that I don't even know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so to have to have someone be able to bring me into into a space where I'm able to identify the things that I don't know and talk about it, not so much that someone is bringing me the keys, but they give me the keys to my own life to help me identify mm-hmm. things that only I know about, that is a wealth of knowledge, golden key to um to just living a healthy life. I mean, because everyone travels around the world or does anything or pays any amount of money that they can to really get those pearls of wisdom in their life. What, what makes them feel like that? What makes them think like that? You know, what makes them so crazy? What makes them, what, where, where is this anxiety coming from? You know, how can I find a seminar that help me deal with this? So people are searching all their lives. And so um, because of that, uh, play cards, play therapy cards for women is really, you know, golden, you know, and, 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 and a real, and a real, uh, is a real diamond. There's a real diamond for me. And I know can be a real diamond for the women, um, in the demographics that I support. 
And so after I got off the phone with Dr. Ebony, I was like, we got to get this into the household of every woman. We got to see how we got to do it. But in, in the moment when yes. I called her, I really didn't know. And, and so um, it's almost like that for me. I'm, I'm an action person. And so when God leads me into a direction mm-hmm. or you put somebody in my life, you know, we, we definitely connect. And I'm in spaces in Austin, Texas, where that happens on a daily basis. So aside from partnering with organizations that are doing something like the Austin Diaper Bank or um, the Safe Place for Batted Women, all those, you know, um, usual places that um, support women, I'm, I'm in those places all the time. But then when other organizations come around that are, that are a little different and outside of the box, I believe I can use them or I believe – the women of Saffron Trust and the families that we serve and the demographics that have been historically, you know, left out, they can do something different. And so like even with COVID-19, trend setting the table, we don't have, uh, we can't get into restaurants because of the COVID-19, but we can bring mm-hmm. trend setting the table to women. So I partnered with restaurants and Uber to make sure we get the food to the families and not so much just any kind of food, but, you know, fresh farm food, food that's nutritionally healthy and all that good stuff. So we're doing things, you know, constantly to make a difference in, in the lives of the families that we serve. Now, where can they connect with you? They can follow you and even donate, you know, because it's not easy. So where can they go to? Yes, thank you for that, Nikki. You can always donate by going on to my website, saffrontrust.org that's S as in Sam A-F-F-R-O-N trust.org it's really simple and there's a button there um, that you can click and you could make a donation it goes directly um, into the Saffron Trust account and uh, for the t-shirts um, you can go to icantither.com that's icantither.com and you can purchase t-shirts there and make donations and you can follow us on social media or Facebook that's Saffron Trust on Facebook and on Instagram. It's also Saffron Trust. Yes, Nikki, thank you for that. Yes, um, because, you know, it's important. We have these organizations, and, you know, we're always giving out, you know, but we also need help yes. as well. So it's important that you give back to guys. You know, if you out there <laughs> listening, you want to support. You know, you want to support and have your hand in the community as well, you can donate and partner up as well. So, you know, it's important for that. And also, you know, with everything that you have going on, what complete message do you want the people to know, you know, about Saffron Trust? And, you know, just what is it that you want them to know? Well, the the I guess the message that I would like for people to know is that there are many people that are in need of support, many women. Women happen mm-hmm. to be my passion. That, that happens to be the calling that God has placed on my life. And so always just be in touch with that globally, not only Saffron Trust, but all around the world. So whenever you could make a difference or you want to touch someone's life, you know, when, you, when you're working with women, women, I think there's a, an African proverb that's, that talks about women are the, the root of the family. They make a difference in no matter 
what area it is. So always just be compassionate and, and dive a little deeper when you see issues with women, especially women of color, and to be patient. And to if you want any information or you want to make a difference, Saffron Trust is always here. Um, our, our arms reach as far as we can to make sure that we make a difference and, you know, for people to follow us at Saffron Trust um, on Instagram and on Facebook. Yes. And I'm just, like I said, so honored to have you on today. And Thank today you, we Nikki. just really wanted so to get to know Saffron Trust. <laughs> and, uh, well, I hope know, I did a good job, and I hope you learned a little bit more. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. And, you know, it's, it's truly an honor to have you on. And I know so many people listening across the globe. And can you give out your social media one more time? Absolutely. Social media on Instagram is Saffron Trust, S-A-F-F-R-O-N, Trust, T-R-U-S-T, and there's a number one after that. And Saffron represents the spice, and Trust represents trusting God through his process all the time. And so that's Saffron Trust One. And on Facebook, it's also Saffron Trust One. Um, you can find me on saffrontrust.org, that's S-A-F-F-R-O-N, trust.org, O-R-G. And for the movement of I Can't Breathe, when he can't breathe, I can't either, that website is icantither.com, icantither.com. And thank you, Nikki, for having me repeat that. Yes. Um, I have a few callers that. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna just take a few calls real quickly, and then we're gonna wind yeah. things down because I see we got listeners on right now. So I'm gonna bring in eight one eight four nine two. Tell us your name and where you calling. Yes, my name is um, James Clavon from King Family Entertainment, and I just wanted to ask you about the challenges of nonprofit. I know that is very challenging. So tell me what have been some of your biggest challenges as far as uh, making it all work together? Um, some of my biggest challenges is being a grassroots organization and a startup, especially in the time of a crisis. And so now we have this global crisis, and a lot of the funding is going to the ones who were sitting at the you know, who are sitting in the corporate, who are sitting at the tables. And they're not really connected to the grassroots organizations. And the grassroots organizations are the ones in the homes. They're in the ones that are rolling up their sleeves, and they're in the ones in the community. And so my really big struggle is, has been chugging tr- um, through that, making visibility to some of the key leaders in, in my city to let them know what we're doing and that – um, we're making a difference in the community. And once, and, and once I did that, um, I believe I started getting a lot of support from the community leaders, and they've been rolling up their sleeves to pretty much support Saffron Trust in, in, in all their efforts. But that was the biggest challenge. And so um, just make sure you're building your relationships with people, even when you're getting frustrated, because there were times I'd be sitting crying, like, why isn't nobody listening to me? This is, you know, this is serious. These women are dying. But I kept, I kept moving, and I kept building relationships with people. And as I kept moving through it, and I kept praying, and I kept building relationships with people, once the pandemic started and once George Floyd started, my voice was being carried um, through the other carriers. 
So I connected with the carrier who connected with the carrier who took it to the table. And then they were like, oh, my God, we got to get her in here. So don't, don't, yep. lose, don't lose faith. Don't lose faith. Wow, thank you so much. I know we are here in California, so we have a lot of challenges as far as getting the word out and to, you know, bring it all together. So it's very, it's um, very difficult, but we continue to pay it forward. And I just always like to see, to hear about um, other organizations that are definitely making it happen. Uh, and sometimes not as, not because of, but in spite of. So congratulations yeah. and keep on working hard. And I would love to have yeah. you on on my platform whenever you the opportunity presents itself. Thank you so much for what you do. Oh, thank you, James, for what you do as well. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, King Solomon. Where where are you located? Hollywood, California. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Hollywood, California. Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm so excited, you know. Um, about that, you know, it's always good to connect with other media that is mm-hmm. here, you know, as well. You know, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, thank you, yes. King Solomon. That, you know, thank you thank so you much. So much. I would love Solomon. to have you come. I would love to have you come on my platform whenever you get the chance. So appreciate you so much. I'll be reaching out. Yes, yes, yes. Please reach out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, King Solomon. Thank you for everybody that's tuned in. I see we now we're almost at overtime. <laughs> but I, I know, I know, want, I know. I wanted to try to get uh, I wanted to try to get a few calls in at least, but I know we're going at overtime. But I really wanted to be about you today because sometimes yeah. we don't always get our message out, and today it's about you. But it's so good because, you know, we're making connections on the show right now. And shout-out to all those people that's tuned in. You can follow at Saffron Trust, the number one on Instagram. And um, what's your booking information, like your contact booking? Um, My publicist – oh, my publicist? Oh, oh, my email is P.M.P. E-P-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-E, yeah. <laughs> so that's P as in Patricia, Everett, E as in Eddie, V as in Victor, E as in Eddie, R as in Robert, E as in Eddie, T as in Tom, T as in Tom, E, P Everett, at saffrontrust.org. And they can find that on my website. So if you go to my website at saffrontrust.org, my email and contact information, all of that is right there. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the Nikki Rich Show. Once again, you know, we welcome you back anytime, you know, and I want to say I'm going to keep boarding and pushing and sharing, and this will be on iHeart a little later on. You know, it becomes a podcast, but right now we're live, you know, so I just want to thank you for being our guest. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. And thank Bye. you to everybody that's tuned in, that's listening to the Nikki Rich Show. You continue to support us day in and day out. Um, you know, thank you so much. And like I said, we we love to have different business owners on, 
people connecting, collaborating. This is what it's all about, guys. This is what it's all about, and I'm just so honored, you know, and I want to thank you guys for being a part of the Nikki Rich Show. Thank you so, so much. Much love. The number one host that be doing the most. Nikki Rich, 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 Rich. The number one host that be doing the most. Nikki Rich, Rich, Rich. The number one host that be doing the most.